0: Oh hi, I'm Jackie Moon. I drink one beer and one beer only. Bud Light, a magical blend of barley, hops, and delicious alcohol. Cutting,
1: that's that's not the line. Action.
0: Drink Bud Light or I'll kill you with the wrong end of a basketball. God.
1: When I drop it, anytime I go rhyme for rhyme on the topic. They ain't even fit to step in Shaq's arena I look inside your mind and I see your supermina In your eyes, why are you surprised? No matter how you try, not fly as Eloquias The new edition, is this is the end of your last night In the daytime, you couldn't see me with a flashlight I crash flights on sights of my enemy I'm coming through and then I bomb your whole vicinity Why that fake and chat, you're not a friend to me I peeped your card. you're not as hard as you pretend to be who wanna spark it with the chocolate macadamia, head clean to the cranium. You know the name, check aim to maintain money on the brain, can't stop the rain. Greetings, salutations, and good evening, sports world. Welcome to Family Feud Sports. I'm your host, Chris Dell. Sitting next to me, the legend, Mr. Allen Dell, Mr. Sports Extraordinaire. And welcome to the second episode of Family Feud Sports, where two lifelong sports journalists, also father and son, intensely debate the week's hottest sports news. Welcome to the show, Mr. Dell. How you doing?
0: I'm ready to go. College football is right around the corner. I have to admit I have a love-hate relationship with college football. I love the excitement. I love the passion of the fans. But I don't like the way the players are exploited by the NCAA. University presidents are making more money because of the billion-dollar industry created by the players. Athletic directors get bonuses to one of the bowl games, and the players get nothing unless whatever they can get under the table. And then they're made to look like criminals. What's going on? If you Red tell pie. anyone about this, I'll fucking kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll come back by tonight. Okay, sweet. But you got to love the pageantry and the excitement.
1: So you got a little bit of a bone to pick with the NCAA, or is it maybe a little more than a bone? It sounds like. It's
0: more than a bone. I've had a bone to pick with them for a long time, but now it's worse than ever. It's time the players got a fair share. Again, college football is a billion dollar industry, and the players get nothing. <laughs>
1: How do you pay, man?
0: Huh? If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. And when they transfer, they have to sit out of here. That still doesn't make any sense.
1: There's been so much talk about NCAA screwing kids, families, players over. Let me ask you this, in the last five years since you started even researching and looking into this topic and writing articles on it, what's changed? Has anything changed?
0: Well, they get cost of living allowance now. That's That's something the players never got before. And they're getting more rights. It's slowly but surely. I mean, when you're a high school senior and you sign your letter of intent, you're basically signing your life away to the school. You agree not to take any money if, if your name is you in the future, even when you leave school. But there's been a couple of lawsuits that have been filed that have been successful. I, I think that's going away. I, some of the players didn't play in a bowl game. I, I don't blame them for that. Why should they take a risk? You know, getting hurt in a game that really doesn't mean that much. means more to the coach. And then what kind of salary you might get for the next year. I want to ask you a bunch of questions, and I want to have them answered immediately. Who's going to finish in the Final Four this season? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, my good friend Willie Taggart, he's got me all excited. He's a legendary quarterback who played at the legendary high school, Braden Manatee. He's All-American at Western Kentucky. The Oregon Ducks are my surprise team for this season. I just think there's going to be a lot happening that people aren't going to expect from them, and Willie Taggart's in his 15-10-second offense. It's gonna have them rolling. I like, you know, I like everything about them. They're not that strong on defense, but you got Jim Levitt, another former USF head coach, new defensive coordinator, so there's a lot to like about Oregon, especially in the future.
1: Who's going to be the Heisman
0: candidates when it's all said and done towards the end of the season? This is a great year for quarterbacks. Where do we start? USC, Sam Darnold. Louisville, Lamar Jackson, defending Heisman champion. Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield. Jake Browning, Washington. Mason Rudolph, Luke Falk, Washington State. And then my favorite, Dark Horse, Quentin Flowers from USF. He's not playing for a Power 5 conference, but him and Lamar Jackson, they put up the best numbers last year, and you got to like them.
1: What's going to give Quinton Flowers the edge to truly be a Heisman candidate this season? Well, he
0: season? rushed for 1,530 yards last year, 18 Ds, 2,812 yards. He has a 46 to 15 TD interception ratio the past two years. Believe that. If you just look at him, he's he's an athlete, dual threat. And that's another thing about that. give credit to Willie Taggart when, when Quinton Flowers come out of high school. Everybody wanted him as a DB. Taggart was the only one that said, "Okay, you want to play quarterback, we're going to, we're going to give you your chance." And, and look what happened. So. So
1: now, so now Taggart's gone. So doesn't that put Quentin Flowers at a disadvantage going into the season?
0: I, I hope not. I hope uh, you know Charlie Strong's new head coach at uh, USF. He only had really two good years as a head coach when he was at Louisville, and Teddy Bridgewater was his quarterback. And now he's got a great quarterback in Quinton Flowers. I hope they don't try to change too much from him. With USF's schedule, with their, let's say, soft ease of schedule, Quinton
1: Flowers should have an easy way to putting up a lot of stats and numbers this year. As a USF alumni, I love Quinton Flowers. I don't think he's... On Matt Grothy's level, what Matt Grothy used to do for the program, because Matt Grothy could pass and he could run. And Quentin Flowers, let's be honest, he can't pass. I've seen the guy throw the ball. I've seen him on, what, bootleg passes. I've seen him on play action. I've seen him on Hail Marys. The guy is not a good passer. You're crazy! You could, I, I give him credit for working on it. And trust me, I love the guy's work ethic. You know, he's not going to quit on your team. He's not going to quit on a play. But is he going to be able to make the throws and big arm plays necessary to give him enough to be considered for the Heisman? Because when has a Heisman candidate had that strong of a chance to win coming from a non power five school?
0: Well, son, I may have to send you to your room and take your food away for the night because I gotta disagree with you. There's no way that Quinn Flowers is not better than Matt Grothy,
1: and I love Matt Grothy. Who is your daddy, and what does he do?
0: Tell me how Quinn Flowers is better than Matt Grothy. Uh, he's a better runner for sure. In the passing, okay, maybe uh, Grothy could throw a better pass, but Flowers, he's so elusive that defensive backs have a tendency to get off their man because they're worried that Flowers crossed the line of scrimmage, and that's when and he can hit him. Yeah, he doesn't throw that rocket pass on a line. If he ever goes to the NFL, I think you're going to see him as a DB. But I got to say, he's more hes more valuable than Matt Grothy, and I love My Matt. Man. too bad he got hurt. His senior year, never got to finish his career. You've
1: covered you covered the USF beat for what at least ten years, in in, in your heyday as sports right, journalist extraordinaire, right. right? You were at the USF field practices when they were shining car lights onto the field, right, to be right. able to even see the field before they had real lights. Let's not understate how far this program's come. And how good of a player I think Flowers is. I think he absolutely has NFL talent. The only thing I'm saying as a USF fan, because I've seen too many passes be overthrown and underthrown when guys are wide open, streaking down the field. And let's be real. If you have USF's best receiver breaking open downfield on a 30-yard deep route and Quentin Flowers is going to throw that ball up in the air, I'm scared as a USF fan that that ball is going 50 feet over the guy's head. And I hope Flowers has been working on the pass, and I agree the running is what makes him special, but... He's going to have to step up that level of his game this year. If they go undefeated and they don't make the Final Four, then let's take that argument straight to NCAA corporate headquarters, and I'm going to be knocking on somebody's door with a USF shirt and causing some ruckus out there. Let's just put it that way. He's high, man. He's hallucinating, smoking that shit. He's high. Just looking forward into this next coming season, 2017-18, What's a bold prediction from you? I'm going
0: to pick the Oregon Ducks to be my surprise team and make the Final Four. I think William Lennon's going to explode. And Jim Levitt's going to find a way to get that much maligned defense improved. And and I'm going to make, that's my bold prediction. They're going to make the Final Four. Yeah, yeah. Old Spice, pro strength and a perspirant.
1: How's it going, sports world? Welcome back to Family Feud Sports. Going into our next segment here. And really just going back to what do we call it? Diva City at this point? Uh, the real house husbands of, of, of the NBA. Oh. What, are gonna, what are we gonna call this? Because I don't think the housewives have anything on these guys in the NBA now. You put a put a pair of high heels on Kyrie Irving and LeBron James and have them start doing a pageant show because that's how literally soft these players have gotten. God damn you're talking about making 20 plus million dollars a year in a number one pick with a championship ring and you think life is hard these aren't even first world problems these these, these are something else we, we, we got to put another tag on that believe that we've been talking about Kyrie Irving now for over a week and a half and everyone's talking about where's he gonna go why don't you ask the guy who's a billionaire who actually care, is gonna Thomas. make that final decision in Dan Gilbert because he doesn't have to do anything and if you look at it and really, I got to give a shout out to my boy JT the Brick on this. for bringing up the topic when not many people have this week is Dan Gilbert holds all, holds all the cards with Kyrie Irving. He has the leverage and he does not have to trade him. You're right <laughs> about to get your ass in the trap. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. He's not talking to the GM. He's not talking to the ownership. They can't get a hold of his people. So what, what, what gives, man? What's, what's, what's going to happen here?
0: What I change about figure skating? Two words. Clothing optional. I just don't understand why two adults, Kyrie and LeBron, can't sit down in a room and talk about, okay, we have our differences, maybe we're mad at each other, but let's get through this season we'll do the best we can. I mean, they're favorites to win the East again, so I, I, I can't see... Why they can't do that if they want to. And they may have to. At least uh, Kyrie might have to. I mean, if I'm the Cavs, I don't make a trade unless it helps my team. And if that makes Kyrie upset, you know, too bad for him. He
1: looks like a little breakdancer. A little 12-year-old breakdancer, bitch.
0: I'd say Cleveland says, okay, Kyrie, if we make a deal that'll help us, we'll do it. Otherwise, you're just going to have to deal with LeBron and, and that's it. Uh, You know, this is a Kardashian soap opera too. But you're talking
1: about team dynamics and as much as we can sit here and say Dan Gilbert holds all the cards, you gotta look at reality and when Kyrie Irving steps into that locker room and he's still a part of that team, if that happens, how awkward and how weird is that gonna be and how much time is it gonna take you to smooth that out and forget about all the drama and focus on winning basketball games because let's be real, the only success Cleveland will have this year is not by getting to the finals but by winning the finals and not losing three out of four straight years but winning two out of four and splitting with the warriors and then we all go home and call it a day and if that doesn't happen then everyone's going to consider cleveland's 2017 season a failure that same positive attitude like instead of saying why me they're saying this is what he want me to do and uh cleveland this is for you
0: I don't know if I would if they make it to the final again. If they don't improve their roster, I mean they're not. Good. Well, they already have
1: improved. They got Derrick Rose, yeah, right? They signed what? Jeff Green. I mean, those- what the fuck? Fifty stripper bitches on his payroll. Shout out to all the stripper bitches on his payroll. I mean, those, those guys that can get off the bench and play some minutes, I, I, I don't think Derrick Rose is a starter by any I, means. I, I
0: think Derrick Rose is going to be very unhappy. I saw almost every Knick game last year. He's very good at finishing. You're he was crazy. one of the top four or five guys in the league at finishing, but he never dishes off. He never passes. He, he's shooting uh, under 25% on threes. <sighs> And I don't see him coming off the bench. He was upset last year a couple of times when they felt he didn't get enough minutes on the court. Well, let's
1: let, let me re- rewind for a second here. Derrick Rose is not one of the top five finishers in the league. Uh, I don't care how many Knicks games you saw last year. Hey, I saw a few of them with you sitting by you, – you got the NBA league pass just for the Knicks, right?
0: Well, I got it. Yeah, okay. No!
1: Okay, just to make that clear, but just to show you – I saw Derrick Rose play from a non-Knicks fan perspective. And let me just tell you, this guy, half the time he drives to the basket, he's too late and he gets stuffed and when he gets stuffed he tries to force the issue and he does not have the ability to contort his body the way he used to going into the paint and kicking out but yet he still thinks he's a max player Green Jimmy the Cricket suit wearing ass motherfucker Get on! Short colin Powell haircut having ass motherfucker Son, Get on. Little Angela Davis mustache wearing ass motherfucker Get on. Little Richard Pryor short cut fade having around the side wearing motherfucker Little, little Sammy Davis award junior afro
0: haircut having nice asthma get Dynamite, damning, get dark with a haircut gentlemen
1: if you don't mind I'd like you to sit down I would like to continue you would hope a guy like LeBron James could get in his head but here's the problem right Jeff Green and, and Derek Rose right two two good solid veterans to add on the bench Neither guy can shoot a three-pointer worth a lick. And you need guys that can chuck the three and make a consistent percentage of three-point shots. And I don't understand what the deal... Mello can hit the three. He can hit the open three. Remember the guys that that LeBron James had in Miami? Shane Battier could hit the three. Mario Chalmers could hit the three. They bring in James Jones, who's 49 years old. He's hitting threes, right? Why are they bringing in guys in Cleveland that can't shoot threes?
0: I think you're right. I mean, Melo's best thing right now is shooting the three, and he's a streak shooter. He doesn't finish well anymore. so Melo gonna-
1: can transform himself into a role-player, serviceable three-point shooter. I
0: don't know if shooter. he'd want to do that. But if he goes to Houston, how's he going to get along with Mike D'Antoni? He quit. Because of Mellow. As much as
1: we talked last show about last show about teams leveling the playing field, I don't know if there's one team that has truly stepped up and improved their roster to the point where they can truly contend with Golden State next season. So he's like, Carlson, take my jacket. He steps out. He's like, I got to do
0: it. We're like, what are you doing, sir? He's like, believe that. Tuesday is August 1st, and we're still talking NBA. The NBA is still the number one story. Yeah, the NFL camps are open, and stories will start popping up. But what do you think? Is that good for the NBA now, or is this soap opera stuff bad?
1: Uh, I think you can't deny media attention and the fact that we're not just talking about it, but people at the bar, in the barbershop, they're talking about it. Every freaking radio show sports talk show on tv they're talking about it we're talking basketball 24 7 right now then oh there, there hasn't God. been an off season yet right i mean i you you cannot be happier as a biz, as adam silver as as a business owner and a leader of that cash, you cannot be happier right now that no one's getting arrested No one's getting in trouble, no one's getting in trouble for performance enhancing drugs, for domestic abuse, no one's losing nipple rings on the field in practice, no one's losing $150,000 diamond earrings and hiring dive squads to go in and get them. I mean, let's be real, we're talking about just pure divas who abide by the law and like to wear high heel shoes when they sign contracts. Oh, it's a deep burn! Oh, it's so deep. And you know what? The fact that Kyrie Irving doesn't want to play with LeBron, it gives you some drama and some controversy to soak up going into the season. And while I agree with the Kobe and Shaq statement and how you can kind of align that as an analogy to Kyrie and LeBron, let's remember Kobe and Shaq were just unstoppable, okay? Kyrie and LeBron, they're not unstoppable. They've lost two out of the last three years. Yeah. When the Lakers were on their 3 you know there wasn't a team that had a chance to beat them. Right. Going 15-1 and one in the playoffs, you only lose one game just because you had a, what, two-week layoff and Iverson broke Teron's lose length, ankles in overtime? Say that five times fast.
0: I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over 1,000. <sighs> you have your Ubulus muscle that connects to the upper dorsimus.
1: We're going to jump into our final segment here. Following up on a topic we spoke about earlier in the week in episode one, <laughs> who are we talking about, of course? Getting We're twin. talking
0: about Big Ball of Brand.
1: Do we even need to mention his name? A guy who only averaged 2.1 points a game, yet he's getting the most attention and the most talked about out of any guy, age what? Between ages 10, 15 to 60? He's high. Lavar freaking ball. The Triple B big baller brand. Let's talk about the
0: beef. You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? Yes! I need. Hey, mom! The meatloaf! We want it now!
1: Right? We we came last week. We we Levar Ball walked off the court with his AU team. Now he's getting into it with Shaq. So Levar Ball recently, in an interview or answering questions from reporters, said that him and his son Lamelo Ball could easily beat Shaquille O'Neal and his son Sharif. Looking about Big Baller Brand in a game of two on two? Hey, me and Melo against him and Shaq. <laughs>
0: You ain't like me, but you like me. You a punk. I've been with main people, connected in Dudes talking loud.
1: I don't understand. Walk around like they the two Big call of How you think that? I'm about to spit facts. I walk in Reebok in '92. I came out with the shacks. I've been doing this a long time When you was averaging two points Riding a pine You see my t-shirts You see my feet work It's all a brand That was me first And obviously Shaq's a guy who has a lot of fun But man, you don't want to get under Shaq's skin Let's just say that God damn
0: you I almost nunchucked you. You don't even realize.
1: Arguably the biggest AAU youth basketball game in history. That's what people are saying. I mean, LeBron James' advisors told him to stay away from the gym because it was too packed. Cole to see Evelyn. arguably the two hottest young names in the country, both five-star recruits, LaMelo Ball and Zion Williamson. What would you think of the game, and what would you think of these two guys as potential uh, future prospects?
0: Well, you know, the AAU bothers me. I, I don't see a lot of defense. I see, I see guys jacking up shots. Way beyond oh, you mean LaMelo
1: Ball pulling up from half-court? Yeah, my man. the
0: three-point line, not a lot of fundamentals, it, it, that's kind of disturbing. And I'm surprised a little bit, and LaMelo, because his brother is such a great passer, I guess he decided he doesn't want to be like his big brother and he's going to shoot all the time. Wait, wait
1: are you threatening me?
0: Oh, see as you try to turn the words? I would never threaten you. You said
1: something's coming to me. I don't know what it is. I'm not a psychic. Oh. Compare draft picks. What if LeVar Ball wasn't in the picture and these are just regular kids with a dad who didn't say anything? Does that mean they're they're
0: draft picks? The gym would have been empty. And you know how AAU ball is. Even when there's great teams playing, and we saw a lot in Orlando, the gym is half empty, you know?
1: We've talked about college football. We've talked about NBA. We've talked about youth basketball, a.k.a. the ball family, triple B. Any final thoughts? I mean, we've got NFL coming up. We've got potential big NBA free agency moves that have still yet to happen. What, what's on your mind, Mr. Allen Dell, going into the next few days before we get back on this thing?
0: Hard Knocks is down in Tampa, not far from where we are.
1: They used to cover the Bucks, right?
0: Yeah, doing a series on the Bucks. The Bucks are going to be interesting this year. I think they're going to, they're going to surprise a lot of people.
1: We'll definitely have a lot more NFL insider talk from Mr. Allen Dell and myself in the next show. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us. Make sure to call in into the show via anchor and we're on anchor stitcher soundcloud (laughs) itunes google play family feud sports check it out give us a listen let us know how we can be better how we can involve you more into the show and make this as interactive as possible for myself for mr allen dell here family feud sports we'll see you next time
0: peace be with you
1: living the dream baby Legends uh-huh. Cream lizards, cream coogies, I do my duty uh-huh. as long as they fly as me and high as me Success of my circle, trying to bring it I hurt you, uh-huh. ain't no getting out that. Uh-huh. I that, I doubt that We want the exotic, erotic ladies, not the toxic ladies that burn a lot I learned a lot from Chunkies to Ruffians, from being tied up by Colombians uh-huh. Cause Lady Graham was missing, Listen, had to change my position from wanting to be large to head in charge. My garage called a silo. five sixes fives, and sixes. Honey's by the mixes. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Smoke out with Leo, Biggie, Tarantino. Size like a sumo. Frank by numero uno. Can't stop Who want to test it? Foreign or domestic? No matter where you're from, I'm not the one you want to mess with.
0: Ain't number ten grand. What's ten grand to me? <laughs> next time I might shake my d.